Evening rise, spirit comes. Sun goes down when the summer's done. Frozen earth awakens her rhyme-hearted mother earth. Okay, welcome everyone to the Lost Spire of Netheril. You're still there from last week. You've um, uh, camped out and had a long rest and um, rediscovered your, or discovered your new powers as you've gone up to seventh level. And I think some of you were sleeping outside with, with all the dogs and bears and owls and wolves and things. Um, and the rest of you are taking a bit more shelter down in the bottom of the spire. Um, and uh, you've made contact with um, a mage that you encountered a while back, uh, Velin Harpel, and um, uh, she had said excellent um, news and she's going to meet up with you um, in a few days, is what she said, and she asked for um, directions or how to find the place. So she's apparently on her way, but it's it's a matter of days, not, you know, teleport like last time she was able to teleport you to um, one of the towns where you fought the dragon. So um, I'm just, we're just looking at on screen. Yeah, so I'm just going to say generally who is up the top? Um, I assume Threads, I think you said you were. Sharpie as well. Sharpie, oh, yeah, you, you got your owl. So everyone with a menagerie and Jakus. Yep. I was definitely up up there as well. Okay, so it's just Cletus and uh, Ash taking shelter um, at the bottom of the and below. So you've had a long rest. Um, you filled your belly with all these ton of rations that um, threads conjured by turning an illusion of food into real food. Um, I think you've got a diamond as well and uh, Cletus is super keen on, on getting some, not magic ink, but ink that's of sufficient quality for scribing into his spell book. He's, uh, this is the reason you're here is, is he, when he retired, he stashed his stuff and hid it. and. Um, uh, near this spire is where he hid his stuff. So he's now recovered a spell book and has been furiously scribing through the night. And um, half after the night he finished and scribed the spells that he, that he wanted to um, hoover up from the, the, the party spell book that you captured off a wizard. And uh, after that, after a long rest, um, the diamond had vanished, the ink had vanished, and so had all the food. But the effects of those things being real aren't gone and the, the effects linger. So Thread still is full. Um, the spells are now scribed into the book. and um, But you haven't had occasion to use the diamond so it's just turned back into illusion or, or vanished completely. So uh, it's getting towards sunrise. You can see there's a, there's a haze on the horizon. Um, um, Cletus makes comment um, of something that he has observed. He spent many days looking after the dogs for you guys um, before Nina's 
demise. And um, I think you noticed a few days ago, like even way back in Lonelywood, that um, there was no bright blue star leading the, um, the aurora that draws across the sky. And um, he's noticed that um, every few days the star appears again. And if that star truly is oral, drawing the, the, drawing the, um, the veil across, um, it seems as if the, the, the aura still happens, you know, maintaining the, the everlasting winter. It seems as if oral doesn't have to personally do it as often. So it's not a nightly activity anymore for her. Um, and just passes comment to you that if this becomes easier and easier for her, maybe it'll become permanent without even her doing anything. Just a, just surmising if, if this is a trend or something new. Other than that, um, you guys are just having your uh, first meal of the day after a long rest. Sharpie had time to attune to that amulet? Yes. Yeah, you've done all the attuning cool. that you want to do for the reshuffling of items and, and whatnot. This is the amulet of the shield guardian, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and basically just... He doesn't know what it does, so it's just checking if there's any way to like communicate or find out whether that shield guardian is still alive yeah. or where it might be. You do sense a connection with something, but it's far away, and um, you 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 feel like if you were closer to it, you might be able to control it or give it commands. So, so from attuning but to very it, far away. Yeah, but very far away. So you get a, or just, you know, maybe in a lead line box or just maybe just out of whatever range it has. But um, by attuning to it, you can tell that the, the creature, the, the construct that is paired to this amulet is, um, still exists. It's not just a key with no lock. Good to know. Hmm. So I guess the main thing for the, that I need to know is um, are you just hanging out here for these couple of days or and if so, what are you going to do? I, I'd like to go, go out um, into the, the frozen tundra just not too far away from the, the spire. Yep. But um, far enough away to see what I can hunt, like some sort of reindeer or... Okay. Or something like that. Go hunting. Mm-hmm. I don't know why when I say hunting, my um, my language gets worse. Hunting. We should yeah. go hunting. Yeah. Your southern <laughs> comes out, mate. Yeah, yeah. When it could be off a, a jolly good uh, jaunt through the tundra as well, just as easily. Okay, so you're going to go do some um, um, foraging of some sort, hun hunting. Do you mind if Sharpie comes with you? I need to train my owl and practice flying anyway. I'll spot for you. By all means. Okay. So you guys go out hunting during the daylight hours. Anybody else want to do anything specific while you're here? Throughout the day or are you just sort of whiling away the time? Jack is probably be practicing his moves. His new moves, yes. 
So, so you, Jackus, are you now a? Um, have you now applied your learnings from all your warrior mates and yeah. um, got levels uh, in fighter? Become a purist. Uh, Jackus has learned to scare off people with this attack. <laughs> right. Okay. And I guess everyone else is single classing it and um, just getting more powerful in their main main class, which is pretty big for some of you because seventh level you get fourth level spells um, and or get access to fourth level spells. So we're moving up there. Um, okay, so day one passes. I'll get everyone to cross off a day's food and um, at the end of the day, um, uh, let's see, Moltel and Sharpie, can you roll a survival check for me, please? I got an 11. Okay, Moltel's got an 11. Sharpie! Okay, natural 20. Um, okay, so Moltel and Sharpie, you... Um, you, you you go out hunting and foraging, and uh, Moltel, you you don't man manage to find anything, but um, Sharpie in his owl, he manages to see some movement off to the side of where you've been hunting, and he manages to do a one of those big owl swoops, um, and um, comes out with um, uh, some. Some food, enough, and in fact, enough food to feed the feed the group for the day. Sweet. Yeah, so you've got fresh meat. Unless Threads is eating her rabbit, her permanent rabbit. So I think Clinton killed it because of some sort of riddle or something. Oh, yes, he asked to execute the rabbit and and uh, turn it into ash and draw with it, and then said, "Oh, never mind, <laughs> didn't work." Whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well. So one day goes goes by. I'm just going to shift us to the, just like an open map for a moment. For it'll be a little bit easier. I'll find one we can use. Um. And are you still, for this next night, uh, night two at the Spire, are you doing anything else specific? Are we waiting for the wizard here in the Spire? That's what you've been doing for for a day so far. I want to suggest to the group to just meet her in Bryn Shander. Well, she's going to be here in a couple of days. She's not going to be in Bryn Shander. Ash can send a message. What was that, sorry? If you, got, if you guys want to just go to Bryn Shander, wait there instead of waiting here in the Spire. Maybe but you she's can send not going to be at Bryn Shander. Like, she's going to be at least close to Lonelywood if she's two days out. And that was the day we, ago. Uh, we don't know where she is, exactly. 
Well, that's what, how many days to bring Shanda? Five, at least? Yeah, five or six at least. Whoops. I'm just doing a bit of clean-up here. Okay, so one day passes um, with the hunting and you, you can, I guess, sleep on it and make a call in the morning as to what to do. Um, I've got Ash and Cletus there down the bottom just to show that you are... Actually, I'll put you on the other side of this little ridge here and everyone else is hanging out with the dogs. Uh, yep, okay. Um, can I get... Moltel, Threads, Sharpie, and Jakus, each to roll nature checks, please. Where are we? Nature. So what have we got? Moltel, you've got a nature of 13. Yes, Sharpie, that is good. 20. Threads 12. Are we missing? Oh, and Jakus. You roll a natu natural 20 on with Jakus. Wow. Minus one. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you guys are in your um, tents, rugged up as, as best you can. Uh, and um, uh, Jakus, you, you can hear some sort of uh, banging um, or rasping sort of sound. You're, you're, you're awakened from your slumber. It's dark. Okay. Uh, from which direction? From inside your tent. Oh. It's coming oh, from. Weak. It's coming from where, from your pile of armor. In fact, that you took off, you know, to have a sleep. I'll wake up and check out, check out my armory. Yeah, okay. You prop yourself up onto your elbow, you know, move your, your sleeping um, uh, furs or whatever it is that you're sleeping on off to one side and sort of prop up. Uh, you, you've got night vision, dark vision? Yep, yeah, dark okay. vision, yeah. So dark vision you see in shades of grey and it's a... It's a um, and... Uh, it looks like there's this little round thing about the size of a tennis ball and it's got two spindly legs and two spindly arms and um, but it's got little round feet as well a little long flat mm -hmm. flat broad feet and it seems to be looking at your armor and it's standing on your breastplate it's about the size of a tennis ball mm -hmm. and um, you're sort of watching it there and it it starts to it's standing on one foot puts its hands on its hips and starts to scrape its brush its foot backwards and forwards on your armor and um as it does it makes this sort of shh, 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 and you can you can hear it you know this little sort of scraping sound mm -hmm. sort of like those um a sharpening iron, you know, when you rub them against the knife and they're, 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 yeah. they're rough and rasping or like a, like a file rubbing across metal. So it looks like he, this little creature's feet must be 
quite rough and, and bristly of some sort. And uh, then he's, he's, he, it shifts its feet to the other foot and, um, and, and does the same thing with its left foot. And then it starts to bang, you know, banging on the metal. Are you st still can just continuing to watch or? Um... I'll try to just like poke it gently. Okay. Um, you sort of, yeah, you reach out to poke it gently and it turns and looks at you. Um, and it, it looks, now that you can see it a bit closer, it, it's, well, it's about the size of a tennis ball. It's just it's just made of fuzz, like a puffball, um, or and it's got um, like a, a mask over where where it would have had a head, but it doesn't have a head. Um, but it's got sort of like a, a piece of um, colourful stone um, over where its head would be, and it mm. sort of shuffles back a bit across the across the breastplate out of the way of your hand as you go to gently poke it. And um, uh, puts its hands on its fists on its hips and then stomps its feet. Doosh, 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 and then it starts to tap dance uh, on, on your breastplate. Try to try to up to it and tell it stop what you're doing. <laughs> okay. It sort of goes and um, holds its hands out to the sides as if it's just finished a performance. Okay, I clap. <laughs> and then I... <laughs> okay, it bows, and as soon uh, as it bows, it stands up. Uh, and... Thread. Okay. Just do you do you know what this is? You go to you go to give threads a nudge, and uh, threads you can hear. So it sounds like there's uh, uh, tap dogs, or Michael Flatley belting out a little tune on on a breastplate. You seem to love features. Have you seen this before? Um, I'm not, I don't think so, but it, isn't it wonderful? <laughs> and Thread like starts to kind of like jiggle a little bit like, yeah. <laughs> okay, and it continues to, to sort of um, uh, turn into like a soft shoe shuffle, just idly making this sort of... Um, rasping sounds as it's just mesmerized by this metal eventually um it, it balls up its fists and um your helmet's nearby and it starts to sort of drum with its fists on the helmet on the visor while it still taps with one of its feet but it's sort of sitting down otherwise with, with one foot up mm. um as he's doing that as it's doing that to the helmet i'll try to like just wear my armor Okay. And try to get him to go on top of the armor. Yeah. Okay. Where's you pick up its helm helmet? It goes to fall off and then grabs onto the um, uh, visor, and you sort of hear this little squeak, and um, and it uh, almost slapstick like runs across to the helmet and leaps and hangs on to the to the brim and pulls itself up. Mm, well, and as I'll try. To Capture it in the palm of my hand with both hands. Okay, it shrinks back a little bit, um, but um, uh, then stands on your feet 
and then um, looks down and, and <coughs> sorry, stamps its feet a few times, uh, and and then puts its hands over where it would have ears. It doesn't have ears, as if it's listening. And then it sort of shakes its head, does it again, shakes its head, then puts its fists on its hips again and looks down and stamps almost angrily on your hand. It's not making enough sound or whatever the sound it likes. And then it sort of crouches and then springs, leaping about the three feet or so from your hand to your helmet and pulls itself up onto your helmet and then starts rapping on it. <laughs> well, it looks like we got ourselves a new pet. <laughs> Does it understand what and what we're saying? Um, it seemed to. It seemed when you said, "Come on, come onto my hand," or whatever. It, it seemed to understand you. Maybe by the gesture, or maybe just by um, uh. I'll try to give it some rations. Yeah. Okay. Okay, it looks at the rations and sort of holds them up to its body as if it has a mouth and goes through the motions, but eventually just, just goes, it's like a bit of a pantomime of eating. It sort of pretends to eat and throws the bit of food over its shoulder. Mm. I'll ask it, does it have a mouth? No, uh, no. Mm. Okay. Um, hmm. do, do I have any idea what this is? Um, you can roll a, or, uh, yeah, you can roll a nature check. Another nature. Nope. Nope. Threads, you're there and awake. You can have one as well. Fifteen. Okay. You don't know what it is specifically, but it looks like from, from not having, from its anatomy, um, it looks like an elemental. Oh. What, what color is it? Yellow? Um, well, there's no light in your, um, in your tent. You haven't oh, seen yeah. light on a, of any sort yet. Uh, while, this oh, is oh. while this is happening, I'm just going to go and go to tent number two, where um, uh, Sharpie and Moltella. are. Um, Sharpie, you're sleeping soundly, um, as halflings do. In, and Until woken up by a tap dance in the middle of the night. No, you feel something twirling your dirty blonde curls. There's something in your hair. I'll sit up and slap a bit of my <laughs> hair. Hopefully it's not a bug of some sort. Yeah, there's something bug or a snake or something going through your hair. And um, you sit up with a jolt and look across and um, uh, there's this, looks like a walking snowball. And um, it sort of holds its hand up to its face, uh, curling its fists over and over as if it's crying. 
Um, and then it jumps up I and down have... and claps its hands and runs over to your leg. I say hello. What are you? Can you speak? Um, it doesn't seem to have a mouth, or if it if it can speak, it doesn't seem to. Uh, um, respond well responds to you when you say can you speak um it, it gives you a thumbs up all right i okay. make a psychic link to it and okay. repeat the question so okay um and i'll also psychic link to Maltel and wake him up sure okay all right uh this little thing is speaking in a in a in your in your head as in this tiny little it's sort of like icicles tinkling, and um, this little little tinkly voice saying, um, "Beautiful, dirty blonde, flowing fur. Never seen it. So lush, so vibrant." And um, the the things keeps going on and on about your hair. Sharpie is a little bit taken aback, takes a second to respond. Okay. It sort of stands back and, 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 and um, lays down on its tummy uh, with its feet in the air, knees down, and, and puts its head on its, on its hands and sort of just is looking up at you. What's your name? Again, sorry. <laughs> Um, uh, I am called Fuzzbucket. Fuzzbucket, huh? Is it just you? Or are there others of you here? Oh, no, there are, there are many of us. Right. Sharpie will relate us to Motel and get up out of the tent and start checking around the place. Okay, you don't... If you, can, you can probably tell that Jackass is awake. Yeah, so Jackass cool. is awake. Yeah. Tell Jackass as well. Yeah. And um, this little guy tries to climb up your leg. I let it. Doesn't seem to be harmful. But I keep an eye on it. You can see in the chat there's a picture. Mm. So these ones in the picture are from... Um, you know, a forested area, and so they're darker. But um, these, this one, the ones that you're seeing are pure white, and they have a face mask, and otherwise gangly legs. And the ones you're seeing are much more fuzzy, whereas these are the pictures that you're seeing are a bit more slender. Can I have a shot trying to identify it? Uh, yeah, you can roll a nature check. Yeah, nothing much. No go. Okay, yeah, so, um, same for you, an elemental of some sort, minor spirit of some sort. Yeah, um, by, by this stage, um, Motel would have woken up and put on his shield, basically. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. 
and give you give you warning that it looks it says there's more of these about and yeah i'll walk into jack's tent and let him know what this thing is these things are here okay you can see jack has yeah. got one on his head and it's um whenever jackus walks yep yeah i've got one here too it says there's more of them about i have no idea what they are could i why uh... sorry what's that uh... No, I was asking Sharpie if they have any idea what they could have won while they're here. Give me a second. I'll ask Fuzzbucket what it wants. This one's name is Fuzzbucket, by the way, until yeah. Sharpie and Threads. Um, yeah, I, coming out of the tent, I, I look over towards Jackus's tent, seeing Sharpie there, and I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> uh, so... Could I try and identify it? Yeah, sure. Go for a nature check. Okay. Yeah, a fifteen. All right. So you're pretty certain that it's a it's a uh, minor elemental, a spirit. I've posted a picture in the Discord chat as well, so you can see a. Um, an earth version and the the cold ice or whatever the, whatever element that they're representing. Similar to Eladrin with their different shades, different forms that they take. Um, uh, you ask him what he wants. He wants to play with your hair. He loves your hair. Um, I tell him that's okay. All right. So he he does this. So, he says, come on, uh, sit, uh, sit, sit down, sit down, come closer. And sort of... Yeah, sharp your Okay. And for, for five minutes or so, it just... It, it's like a cat with catnip. It just rolls around in your hair and wraps the curls around it. And you can hear him saying, that it just wraps around. It just wraps around. It's not straight at all. And, uh, um, yeah, drapes it over itself and then just sort of... Um, just rolls about really like a dog on the on the grass Jacques will uh, take out his armor again and just like give give that elemental a stage to perform keep on performing all right and, and you can see that they do have raspy feet looks like um it would it almost like their feet have got inbuilt snowshoes um or ice crampons so they've got little little sharp burrs on their feet and um this one just seems absolutely mesmerised by your your big metal, open metal plates of armour. <clears throat> and um, yeah, they, they sort of, um, every now and then, they sort of say, well, we'll this is to Sharpie because you're, you're in contact with one. He says, I'll be, I'll be back in a bit. And they sort of just dive at the ground and sort of vanish into it. All right. Well, I keep up the psychic connection, but don't say anything. Okay. And so just because there's Jackus, that was weird. They're coming yeah. back, though, apparently. Oh. Okay. 
Okay. Fuzzbuck so also said there was more of them. Ash and Cletus, um, you know, they're not just staying separate to you the whole time. So this is they wake up and eventually come up to um, make sure everything's going okay and join your group as well. So Ash, can you roll a nature as well, please? Sure. Uh, do I have an icon to click on? Yes. You should see your one here on the screen. Yep. Two. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Yep, you've never heard of them. Um, there's one other thing that might pique the party's memory, and it's not nature-based. Nature's more, have you heard of this creature, or can you identify the creature? But this is probably more intelligence-based, or, you know, like memory-based. Um, so I'll let the party, which means only one person, or with, with advantage, you know, if, if the whole party puts their heads together, to see if they can remember something. It would be um, straight intelligence, unless you've got um, uh, history. Is anyone good at that? I got a negative one. Negative one. Okay. Plus zero. Yeah, uh, Mortel would be slowly backing into his tent just to, and start putting on his armour. Right, yeah. I'll just check up Cletus and see as well. Someone could roll for Cletus if... Um... Oh, let's see. Here we go, Cletus, there you are. Okay, He's, Cletus has actually got proficiency in history, so there's a plus four there. Um, so if someone wants to roll a d20 for Cletus and add four, Cletus could then roll advantage with the rest of the party. We'll see if Cletus remembers anything. Uh, 2d20 plus yeah, 4, was it? Yeah, 2d20 plus 4. You go for it um, in, in Cletus's... I don't want to be the one rolling the dice, so someone else can do it. Okay. Uh, 17. Okay. Um, right, so you got the you got the, the 15 plus. Um, Cletus has spent a long time in Icewind Dale and recalls a song that he's heard the children singing, um, which I sh can play for you. Please don't make me go to sleep. The Twingers will be watching, they will jump inside and sit, tickle my toes and tie my hair in knots and bows. There we go. 
Did everyone catch that? Yeah. <laughs> Let's play up here. Please don't make me go to sleep. The Tringers will be watching. They will jump inside my sheets and pinch my cheeks and tickle my toes and pull my hair and pick my nose and tie my hair in nuts and bows. So, um, he suspects that they are called Twingers. Mm -hmm. And eventually, they do show back up, not necessarily together, but throughout the day while you guys are hanging out, they, they um, fuss about foraging, looking at all your stuff, and they seem mesmerised by the trappings of civilization, and also... Um, things that are not you know born of their world so um uh but it doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to what's fascinating to them and what's not but one seems to have a penchant for um uh the sound of metal and the other one for curled hair curly hair um the reghead nomads native to this area would generally all have straight, straight, um, straight dark hair. So almost the opposite of, of Sharpie going by his picture. Um, How many of these things do we see? Uh, you, you suspect that you get glimpses of more, but, you know, you turn your head and then there's just this sort of white disappearing into the ground. But just a couple of them have got uh, have overcome their shyness enough to approach. Well, I'll cycle the link to the other one that was playing with Motel stuff. I'll ask it what its name is. Um, uh, Mini. I'll put him into the chat. Um, but uh, Sharpie, if you're you're allowing this this twinger to, you know, harass you and hang out with you, and you, you come down to its sort of ground its ground level, um, uh, towards the end of the day, it uh, seems to get excited and um, and comes over to you and calls you outside the tent. Uh, I'll let somebody else know that I'm coming, whoever's around, but then I'll follow it. Okay. Um, uh, uh, during, during that day, uh, DM, yep. um, with it at camp there, um, Mortel would have gone out for another hunt. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Again, not too far away from from the, the aspire but okay uh far enough away that could potentially get something right okay um the the tringer sort of sits down cross-legged and gestures in front of you um saying uh gesturing to ask you to do the same yeah these things seem don't seem openly hostile so i do it okay and it scoops up a ball of, um, of ice, uh, of snow next to it and p tamps it down 
and then seems to sprinkle something on it, like 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 salt. But um, the salt doesn't come from anywhere, and as it does, it um, uh, the it, the salt that it's just creating glows and sprinkles down onto this snowball until there's finally this glowing blue snowball in its hands, and it sort of. Um, uh, moves it from hand to hand, squashing it down harder and harder, and eventually it throws the ball up in the air. And once the air, once the ball is um, about 10, 10 feet in the air, it explodes like a little firework, and this mesh of of blue light, like a webbing, um, spans out and then droops down in a curve, making an arch around you. And um, it feels like you're in a little transparent dome, and uh, um, it start. It look the, the little tringer looks like it's thinking for a bit, and um, the dome gets opaque and frosted, or and then changes to be transparent and so on. And also, it starts to get warm and comfortable into it. You've felt this before when Nina's cast Liaman's tiny hut, um, and it looks like it's just done so. Huh. Wow. And th I this, think approving thoughts at it. Okay, and this this uh, thing, uh, this Tringer, uh, Fuzzbucket stands up and uh, shakes hands with you and um, and uh, curls up a snowball, one of these ones, and then sprinkle and, and then puts it in your hand. You allowing it to? Yep, sure. Yep. So it sprinkles this glowing salt onto the onto the snowball, and then it sort of gest gestures, um, opens one of your hands, and then holding both your hands, it claps them together as if you're going to squash the snowball. And I clap them together and squash the snowball. Okay, you squash the snowball and it vanishes, and uh, it feels as if the energy that it's just put into this snowball is now in your hands, and you feel you have the power to cast... Um, Learman's tiny hut. Wow. Uh, Sharpie looks suitably impressed. Okay. It, it makes you two more snowballs and gets you to squash those as well. Um, and then gives your hair a bit of a ruffle and then um, tunnels under the, uh, under the, under the snow. All right. Sharpie says goodbye. And lounges about in his nice warm yes <laughs> warm uh, tent. Warm it's like probably literally about fifty degrees warmer in that thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, Jakus, yep. uh, your Tringer does the same thing and gives you a a gift at the end of the day. <coughs> um. And uh, it wraps wraps on your armor and wraps on your. Well, what's your melee weapon? Your primary melee weapon? Uh, Warhammer. Warhammer, right. So it um it wraps on your Warhammer and goes to pick it up, but obviously it can't. So it's it seems to fashion conjure in its hand a tiny little little icicle. Um, and it sprinkles glowing salt on it. And um, as it does so, he, his little ice hammer takes on the same blue glow, and uh, and then it holds its hand up to the up to the hammer, and then gets you to do the same thing. And you can feel that there's cold emanating from this hammer, 
Um, yes. And uh, it, it, th- this creature three times sprinkles this stuff into your hands so that you can feel that you can also um, three times um, wreath your weapons in biting cold for a minute as a bonus action. Oh, cool. So three... um, I'm going to get my javelin, just crack the tip and just try to offer it. Okay. It's the metal javelin, just try to offer it. Okay, it jumps up and down and yeah. uh, bows a couple of times and uh, gives you the thumbs up once again and then does the same thing and vanishes. All right. Thank you. I say thank you and goodbye. I'm just going to paste the abilities of those two charms into the chat. Mini the Moocher and Fuzz Bucket. Charm of the Traveller's Haven and Charm of Biting Cold. So you don't actually do it to a weapon. Wow. You just kick off the charm, and um, for a minute, your ranged or melee weapons will do D6 cold damage, as well as whatever. Is that uh, concentration also? No, no, conc- no concentration. Ooh. It's like drinking a potion or something along those lines. Um, Moltel, um, is anyone going with Moltel hunting today? Well, if that's okay, Moltel. No, I think Sharpie's busy. Uh, Yes, that that is all good. Okay, is that a threats going or I missed that? Threads. Okay, so threads and Moltel, can you please roll uh, survival checks, please? Or nature, your choice. Oh, okay. We've got a Moltel day two, a bit more successful with a twenty, and Threads with a fourteen. Uh, threads, you don't get any um, any gain, but you do uh, forage enough to find something of worth eating. Um, and uh, but Moltel, you manage to score some uh, brace of of snow hairs. Okay, uh, I'll take it all back to the okay. but, to to the camp and between the between we've got, got snow snow hair for for dinner. <laughs> so between the two of you, you've fed and you've you've got enough to feed three of you. So you only need to cross off three days' food between you all for day two. And on day three, you see uh, sleds from the south. Approaching three of them. Does this seem to be the wizard you were waiting for? It definitely looks that way. And uh, yes, you finally, there's an owl flying circles above her, but the um, um, elderly. Uh, wizard Velen Harpel comes um, towards you with her kobolds in tow on the other sleds. Uh, 
I posted a picture into the um, into the chat. Um. Uh, welcome, welcome. Thanks for this. Is, sounds like good news. You've uh, stumbled across um, something that <coughs> may be of great assistance to us. And she says, uh, "Show me. Is there anything I need to know? Let's let's let us enter instantly." Well, we've been guarding it for a few days now. Okay. So. Nothing's come in. Nothing's gone out. Yep. So she gives it's a few, pretty much how we left it. She barks a few orders in um, in Cobalt to her lackeys, and they start unpacking and setting up a, a large. Um, What's it called? A uh, yurt. Um, and you can see that some of them, some of the kobolds are dead, but they're still unpacking and doing some menial tasks with 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 unpacking. So she heads down. <clears throat> Anyone going with her? Oh uh, yeah, Sharpie will follow along. Okay. Yeah, sure. Give the tour of the place. Dracos will just keep watch on on top. Okay, so I'm just dragging uh, Velen onto the map. I don't know. It seems to always take a long time, and then end up with three or four of them. There's a swarm of wizards. Here we go. All right, so Velen, uh, Sharpie, you're going down. Was it Threads? Yes. Okay. And some keeping watch. All right. <clears throat> so the four of you head down, and she's. Um, uh, she, this is incredible. This is a broken off piece of the city we've all been looking for. Um. And uh, the first thing she do, she does is go to the books area and goes rummaging around and said, "These are all uh, damaged. Did you find anything?" Uh, five books. You should ask um, Cletus and Ash about them. Okay. Nothing of tremendous interest, I don't think. So, uh, Ash, Cletus, are you, um, uh, Ash, are you sharing the books with, with Felon? Yes, absolutely. Okay. She says, this might take my time. You might need to leave me here for a few hours. Um, Ash, if you're willing, yeah. to, willing to stay and help, we can cross-reference. Absolutely. I can show you where the Mistral Shrine is as well. Ooh, that okay. device we have. Okay. <clears throat> right, well... Um, if you could just explain what that clone thing was, that would also be good. That was weird. The clone thing? Uh, Are you <coughs> telling her about Telepathically, you just... Okay. Um, yeah, exactly, including the fact that we think she, his main person died and he's there. Right. Uh, um, Dazan was a nasty piece of work. Um, and I heard he fell afoul of the law in East Haven. But yes, that would have been a simulacrum 
a, um, a, car, a copy of a wizard created of snow and shadow stuff. Probably best it's well, gone. he's dead now. It may have, had, may have had the same personality of that detestable Thayan red wizard. He says he's uh, arcane brotherhood, but um, his uh, former, former life as an escaped... Um, not escaped, but failed the red wizards and, and ended up with the arcane brotherhood. He's grew, he grew his hair out, so he probably didn't see the tattoos on his scalp. There's a few of us um, Arcane Brotherhood around, actually. I've uh, fell afoul of another one. Nazlantamir? You haven't seen another wizard, have you? Not here. Not, not in the last, okay. Haven't seen anything but some weird um, elementals. Hmm. Ah. Um, right, well, um, she uh, puts on these black leather gloves, um, takes off the fluffy ones that are for cold gear, and uh, starts flipping through these tomes. Um, day three, do you guys want to, anyone want to do some hunting today? Uh, yeah, I'll be uh, going out. Again, okay. uh, sharp, yeah, I'll go again too. Sharp, you'll practice with the Zal again. Okay, more the merrier. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We can spread out and, and I'll basically Sharpie's not going to actually hunt himself. He's just going to try and access the spotter for the other two. Yeah, okay. All right. So you, you provide some assistance, um, and uh, threads and Moltel give you survival rolls for your hunting. Oh, we got a 19 from Moltel and a 12 from Thread. Terrible. Above 10, you're finding something, um, and you know, so you can supplement your diet, but you really need above 15 to get anything, um, anything decent and filling. And then if you're up in the um, 18 plus range, then you've, you're finding enough to actually feed people. And then it's a matter of how many people you can feed with what you found. But yeah, so today between the three of you, you um, uh, gather enough food for three of you. So you'll still need to cross off three days rations. Somebody? Um, is, it, is anyone volunteering to do that or is there a party thing where you can cross them off? I have a lot of rations. Okay. So if you want, I can cross off six in the okay. last two days. I've, I've already spent my own rations for myself for the last three days and for, animal, my, oh, and for the animals. Okay, so yeah, I've been off two twice, I guess. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, okay, a day later, Velen and um, Ash, you... Um, between the two of you, with her sort of guiding which sections she wants you to look up and any details, <clears throat> uh, she gathers you together for a, um, a, uh, a meeting uh, for planning the next steps. Um, she relays that she was um, robbed by another, um, an another wizard who's also looking for 
lost magic of Netheril, and um, that wizard um, got a couple of things from her, um, quite important items from her, and um, she's going to have to travel by foot as well. So um, that wizard was heading to a place called um, Solstice, and um, it's an island um, far out on the sea of moving ice. And uh, that place has got a... It, it's a abode of Auril, or you know, an, a religious locality of, to, dedicated to Auril, um, and presumably where um, the seat of her power... But um, within that pl place is um, an, an item that she's seeking, that, that she thinks is going to be um, necessary. The she's done the calculations based on everything she's read in this book about the city and about the Mithalar. She's quite convinced that the Mithalar may be a solution for this everlasting winter. Um, but to do that will, need, will mean finding the city it's um, she plotting that trajectory. She can show you on a map where she thinks it is. The problem is that it's deep beneath the uh, glacier, the Reghead Glacier, far to the east. So she says, we're up for a journey to there, but it's pointless going to the Reghead Glacier until we can, un unless we can get to the city underneath. And this is where this, um, this, this book, a magical book to, um, dedicated to Aurel comes in. If we can get that, um, we can sunder ice. There's a, like a spell that sunders ice. But what's, in, what's um, specifically useful about this is um, it doesn't have a, a thickness. So while normally you know, you're carving up ice and you, and you can you know, split ice that, to, get, to get through the water under a lake or so on, for the glacier, when you cast this spell or read the... It's more of a ritual, I suppose... Um, she believes it will sunder the ice to the bottom until it gets to rock. And that way, hopefully, it might actually open a path to the city far within the glacier. It would have had, you know, millennia. The, the, the city has been there for not centuries, but measured in millennia. So there will be um, hundreds of feet of ice on top of it. So her... Her, uh, well, initially, her thoughts was to go to the Reghead Glacier and go looking for this city. Now, with this information that's been gleaned from the um, from the tower, she thinks it's going to be much further down. And this visit to to this um, island is where she's heading next. And she knows that there's a there's an arcane brother ahead of her. You get the sense that she's treating it as a bit of a race. Whoever gets there first is the winner and gets all the, all the items, the treasure, whatever, the knowledge. <clears throat> uh, so, how, how do we get there? Well, this is going to be yeah. a problem. Uh, do you, uh, she can't, has, doesn't have an easy means of getting there unless, unless your group does. Uh, I'm walking pretty much. We could try and 
attach a ship. I'm not sure how successful we could be with that to get to the island of Solstice. Is the island likely to be locked in ice at the moment? No, no, it would be further out on the sea of moving ice. <clears throat> Uh, days of sailing. She says she knows whalers come this way. So there must be ships. What town do the whalers usually leave from? Um, they don't. They, they, unless, unless they're stopping in at um, uh, the prison far to the north. Um, that's that's an actual dock with um, jetties and so on. But the whalers would, um, uh, with small boats, row their produce to the shore and then have it hauled to ten towns to supply the town with um, oil. But there is a bay that, you know, where they would normally, um, you know, the closest area, closest, um, it's not so much that there's a trail because there's so much snow, but there's a bay where it's a bit more protected and where they would normally pull in. Unless you've got any other ideas. How did you get, how did you come to Icewind Dale yourselves? Had to walk from Fireshear. Our ship didn't make it through the Sea of Molten Ice. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I was a prisoner at Rivel's uh, End. Um, I do remember seeing ships come and go there uh, from the little window of, of my cell. Hmm. Are you going to be arrested if we go back there? Ah, uh, probably. <laughs> Keep your helmet on then. <laughs> exactly. Because uh, I've changed the armor now. They wouldn't recognize the armor that I, I left with. So. Because when you were barely wearing anything. When you guys found me, I was wearing. Well, my, my armor when you found me was train mail, not, not full plate. So they probably wouldn't recognise me. Hmm. You just have to remember in the Rebel's End, your name is Fred. I can agree to that. <laughs> uh, so Rebel's End, uh, our, our nearest <clears throat> ship. Uh, Cletus has an option as well. Uh, yes, Cletus. As, well, an, as an alternative. He says, well, um, I, I, I do know of a, of, a, of a druid in these parts um, who... Uh, and I have a friend, um, a sea creature, 
a companion who may be able to help us. Give us a ride. Give us a ride, so to speak. That sounds horribly dangerous, but okay. (laughs) And where is said creature? Um, Along the coast, south... uh, Southwest of here. How many days travel, roughly? Uh, you get out your map, and I will put you onto that map and show you on there. Let's have a look. Where is the big, big buffer? There it is. Icewind Dale. Move onto this map just to get, have a bit of a. Okay, can you see the map come up yet? Is that? Uh, yes, map is up. Yep. <clears throat> okay, can you see the diamond that's a, that appears off to the southwest? Yep. Six in one, half a dozen in the other. Yeah. We're right in the halfway point. <laughs> you are almost exactly. It's probably a little bit closer. And it's south rather than north, I guess, is the other thing. Yep, 9.6 miles to one. Well, that looks odd. 12 miles to the other. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm looking at you from the Dark Duchess, not from the Spire of Netheril. Okay, yeah. So it's probably a little bit further to... to um, so this is where the great behemoth Angajuk comes to the surface and uh, um, I have a friend, a druid, um, who, who lives out that way too. What is Angajuk? What kind of creature is it? A sea beast. Hmm. And you're sure it's safe? Well, nowhere, nowhere is safe here, but um, uh, um, but they're friends. They're friendly. I like that option a lot better than Rivel's End. Yeah, I agree. Sorry. <clears throat> Anybody else? Oops, I have an opinion. Sharpie prefer Rebel's End over dealing with a sea monster, but. <laughs> oh, someone's audio is crazy. So where are you? Uh, I'm, I mean, my my only thing with Revel's End is if I'm recognised there, we're going to have to fight. Yeah, that is a problem. And with with that that beast, that sea beast, I'd rather take my chances with that than 
than fighting to to a ship. Yeah, and we don't even know if there is a ship at Revel's End at the moment. So, yeah, let's try the sea beast then. Okay. <clears throat> In which case, um, uh, Valen suggests he's quite keen to move off straight away um, and uh, catch up to this um, swine of a wizard that she's hoping to recover her items from. Um, right, so I'm oh. going to... Yeah, sorry, go for who, who was this? Who was this wizard who who stole these items from you? Uh, Naz. Naz Lantamir. Well, we'll try our best to get those items back to you. Wait, we will. <laughs> what are we getting out of this? a powerful ally um day one let's let's start trekking across this ice um threads doing a roll of survival if you're going to take the point with advantage yeah sure with advantage okay so we have a 26 26 all right so you make good good um, um, distance that day. I'm using purple for this next leg, and you reckon you're about one third of you've covered one third of the distance <clears throat> in that single day of travel. Um, you'll need to cross off six days' food, or everyone will, everyone just cross off a day's food is probably easier than trying to figure out who's going to. Just everyone cross off a day's food, and um, for your animal companions as well. Don't worry about Velen. We've only got about equipped. We've only got about six days worth of food if we're feeding both the Olivar and the owl. Right. How many days food? Just one or six days food left. We we may have to do some uh, nighttime hunting. I have eighteen rations left. That's a fair bit. And I can conjure food if it comes down to it, you know. I'll just prep conjure food. How many like, rations does it take to feed a feed owl and owl bear? Regular human rations? Um let's assume two for simplicity's sake. Or dog rations. Um uh, Actually I can use one dog ration would be feeding those guys for two days. Not that they'd like it. Yeah. I can probably work that out. Okay. Uh, Cletus, welcome. Hello. Hello. Um, to give you a bit of a brief update, um, uh, Velen has arrived and um, studied these books with Ash, de determined that the, lo the she knows the location of the city of Netheril that's beneath the Reghead Glacier, but... Um, needs to break through a glacier and needs powerful ice magic and um, a place where what she was searching for um, in her original quest when you first met her was finding the location of the codicil of white which is a um, tome a relic of uh, of Auril. 
and it's located on an island far out to sea. And so that's effectively where you're going with Velen and um, Cletus. You have given the party a option to try to get a ride on a great uh, sea behemoth that you know of that surfaces and has a druid companion a few days to the south of here. It's marked on the map that you can see. Great. My patron? Um, patron's factotum probably is better a better term. Not the patron itself. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Um, so crossed off that first day's food, done the survival, so you're, you're, you don't have any encounters. Um, can you do another day threads? <clears throat> okay, not great. Enough. Sixteen. Yeah, 16's okay. It's just not sort of like a double travel or whatnot. It's just a regular day's travel. But um, okay, but the weather's pretty bad, so you don't get it quite as far. Um, can everyone cross off one day's food and um, threads? Can you do a day th day three for me? That's better. Uh, 26 again. Okay. So 26. Very good. Uh, everyone cross off that last the th day three of food. And um, I'm going to just transport us. You eventually come to um, an area where it's still flat ice, but it's clearly ice that's over the sea. And there's a few rocky spires poking out of it. One that, that's forming an archway over a large hole in the ice. And near this um, is a rocky outcropping. And um, Cletus, this is where you would have encountered your your behemoth companion. Okay. Is this also where my, where someone I know lives? Or is somewhere yeah. around here? Yeah. In the rocky Am I able to, am I able, do I remember where they live? Can I, can I direct the party that way? Yeah, there's um, a shelter in the rocky outcropping and there's, if you wriggle your way through, there's a cave. Guys, come follow me. I know someone here that can that can provide us some guidance and share some shelter. He's a acquaintance. Everyone going along? Lead the way. Okay. Lead the way. Okay. Sharpie will stay outside watching the animals who will psychically link to threads and ash. Threads, Ash, and Dawn. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you go to where the cave entrance is. It's only a couple of feet across, and you have to sort of wriggle on your belly a little bit, duck down quite low, or crawl in. And it opens out um, a bit further, probably down below the level of the snow. 
um, into a cave, but it looks abandoned, like probably many years since someone has lived in here. Do I know my friend's name? Do I remember my friend's name? Or my acquaintance's name? Um, let me just... Yeah, uh, the name of the druid um, is, I'll type it into the, Orkwe? Orkwe. Orkwe. And Cletus, he doesn't see Orkwe, he's going to yell out, Orkwe! Are you here? It's me, Cletus! Uh, no reply. That's so strange. Awkward. Huh? That's so strange. Can we go deeper into the cave? Is there any, like, any indication that there would have, like, an animal's been through here? Or, like, any indication that someone's eaten him? Or yeah, them, maybe? Do a survival check. This is, like, checking for tracks and traces. You can have advantage if the party's doing it. <clears throat> uh, threads, can you help me? Or well, threads can have a roll uh, if you want to roll individually. That's fine too. My friend lives around here, but don't know why he's not here anymore. Do I see anything? Uh, we got fifteen. Um, yeah. Yeah, you see signs of wolves. Dear Cletus, I unfortunately see some wolf tracks. I'm not sure that's a good sign. I'm not sure if that's a bad sign either, that's the thing. He's what a does that mean? He's oh. a druid. Or maybe he's just having a fun time as a wolf. Maybe, who knows, but we should be careful going in. Gotcha. So you've, had, you've crawled into this... Um into this cave, uh, abandoned for some time. I'll just move you over to... You can see there's a little stone hut. Where am I missing? Threads? I'm not on the, on the map. Yes. Okay, um, so you can see a little ledge, you can see a little jetty, there's a little rowboat with a hole in it. Looks like it's probably some years before it was um, seaworthy, since it was seaworthy. <clears throat> it 
So we are on, standing on land, and if we go down here, that's, this is ice. Yes, that's right. And the ice projects out, um, uh, and there's some rocky outcroppings, as you can, you can probably see, and an archway. Um, you can see the two spires. I see one spire here, that I'm, and another one probably another 40 feet away from it, and there's a hole in the ice over here. What, what's, the thing, what's the thing to our right? Let's have a look. Oh, that's the little cave. Oh, okay. And we that's the one we just went into and he wasn't there? Yeah. Okay. Is there any signs that... The, the signs that you told us that... Sorry. You told us that this looked like no one's been here for a very long time. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I don't know, guys. I don't know where my friend's gone. Doesn't matter though. We can the the sea creature that we we need to we need to find. We can try and talk, communicate with him via um, a hole in the hole in the uh, ice shelf. Uh, DM with my uh, superb dark vision of one hundred and twenty feet. Would I be able to see across this sheet of ice? Is uh, it? Yes, it's it's twilight in any case, so um, you can see the the uh, all the way across. Are you not able to see it on the map? Um, no, because my my token wasn't added to the map, and I had to add it, and I don't have my dark vision. Okay. But I, I I'm just letting you know the 120 feet I can possibly see that yeah, at twilight to daylight mode so you can just see the general lay of the land and i've probably double cletus you're on the map though aren't you so there's motel yes the only one we were missing there you are and i'll get rid of the old motel the one that can't see very well okay so you can see a jetty you can see a broken boat and over further away, um, uh, through the through the fog, you can see a large hole in the ice with what looks like some sort of wooden structure in the distance. As well. Does the ice look stable enough to walk on? Uh, there's a few cracks in it, but it seems like it's pretty thick. Cracks are probably from just uh, um, heating and cooling at the edge of the of the rock. I will uh, move, move to over here and gingerly put my foot on the ice. Okay. Um, it, takes uh, your, it takes your weight. Cletus just walks on. <laughs> okay. okay. He's been here before. <laughs> he gingerly makes his way across. This way. Okay. What is what is this uh, wooden structure that's near the ice? What does it look like to us? Okay. <clears throat> it looks like there's a, a bit of a jetty attached to 
the side of the um, of the stone spire poking up and into the archway, and it looks like there's a a gallows or a hangman's sort of apparatus there from this distance, something large hanging from the gallows. It looks like something's hanging from it at the moment. Yes. Is that Okwe? Cletus is going to make his way forward. Okay. I think there might be someone here. Okay, you get to, you know, 30 feet away from it and then you can make out the shape. It's not a person or a creature. It's a large bell. Looks like there's this enormous bell about three feet across hanging from a... An arm. Would Cletus know the use for this bell? Is it a means to communicate with something? Um, uh, yeah, can you do an intelligence check for me? S straight intelligence? Yeah. Oh, if you've got history, you can do that. Uh, yes, I do have history. Okay. Uh, Twelve. Okay. Right, you think it's probably to communicate with the behemoth Angachuk. I'm a little bit worried though. My friend isn't here, but look, I think we can look after. We can look for him later. We should. Look, we should maybe keep our keep our um, plans, stick to our plans. Are you sure the creature doesn't need its friend, master, whatever this guy He's is? Not, no, we just, no. This creature, no, I'm a friend too. I don't know. Okwe is just someone that lives around here from memory. Okay. It's, a little, it's a little bit concerning though, but Look, the igloo hasn't been, the cave hasn't been occupied for so long. We'll find him later. I'm sure he'll be fine. <laughs> if you're sure. Okay. Uh, Cletus get, tells everyone, maybe maybe come onto the, uh, the stone island in case the behemoth cracks the ice. And then once everybody's on the stone island, he's gonna ring the bell really heartily. Okay. Dong, dong. You ring the bell, makes this in, in, enormous sound. It's, it's, uh, it must ring out beneath the water, into the sky and through the ice and stone. You pull, nothing happens immediately. You pause. Um, Any movement in the water, any ripples that look unnatural. You're all looking down, um, uh, trying to see something. Can everyone roll a perception, please? Let's see if they notice anything. Everyone can have a roll. Um, Cletus. 
you're looking down and uh, you hear something above. You look up and spiraling out of the out of the sky come these enormous winged creatures. More than one, did you say? Yes. This is not this is not who we want to be calling. And they're swooping down. Talons extended. Get ready guys. Giant vultures. Vultures bigger than a horse. Can everyone roll initiative? I'll just clear the order. Okay, ready for you to go in. <clears throat> Alright, are we waiting on anyone? Uh, I pressed mine with advantage, but it only rolled one dial. Right. You check your token. Click your token. Check it in. Oh, there we go. Alright. Sorting. So, Moltel, you're up first. These three giant vultures descend from the sky hungrily. Approximately how far away are they um, from me? Uh, they'll be attacking you this round. So they're only, you know, certainly like 40 feet away. Okay, I'm going to um, use my my longbow uh, this this round okay. to uh, try and shoot them down. Okay. Draw your longbow and um, take a shot at one with a six. A six to hit. That misses. You do get a second shot though. Twelve to hit. Okay, twelve hits. They seem to be very easy to hit, very large targets. Can you roll your damage? Seven damage. Uh, which one are you attacking? North, south, or the east one? South one. Okay. Alright, anything else this round? I'm going to action surge. Yep. Uh, okay. And attack the same one again. Okay. Two more arrows. Just normal arrows. Yep. Uh, five to hit. It's a miss. You're not used to shooting straight up in the sky. Eighteen, 18 to hit. Eighteen to hit. What did you get? Three. Threads is just shaking yeah, her head. So, so disappointing. <laughs> okay. Ash. Oh, so, sorry. 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 Yep. It's reading uh, Giant Smite. I haven't even activated Giant Smite. So, uh, two. And the other one was four. Okay. So, I'm going to add on, what, two damage? No, it's four damage. Yeah, so it's it. um, two and four. So, six damage total that I've done to it. Because it's adding Giant's Might, which okay. I never activated. Okay. Um, Ash Louise, what do you want to do? As an action, I'll use my Twilight 
divinity, so I'll create a 30 foot radius uh, sphere around me. Okay, and this is the healing one? Uh, the temp HP one. Temp HP one, right, yeah, okay. Alright, and is that your turn? Uh, as a bonus action, I will... Uh, cast spiritual weapon. Um, the how high are these creatures in the air again? Uh, between thirty and forty feet. Okay, I'll do it on the one nearest to me, and then slash away at it. Okay, roll to hit. Here we go. Let's go. They're pretty easy to hit. Fourteen to hit. Fourteen to hit. Roll your damage. Uh, seven force damage. Okay. Um, minus seven. Okay. Big slash. Um, and you've got your aura up, which is encompassing everyone, seeing as you're all on that rocky spire. Uh, villain Harpel goes. And <clears throat> she pulls out a wand and um, shoots, and, and the magic missiles come sailing out of it into the one that uh, Ash is hitting. Um, Jakus. Jakus. Oh, sorry. Uh, Velen, oh. Velen gets eight temporary hit points at the end of her turn. Oh, okay. Um, it's 30 feet high, right? Yes. So I'm going to summon my spiritual weapon as a bonus action right. and hit the, this vulture. <laughs> there we go. Okay, roll to hit my vulture. 17 is a hit. 17. So that's 11 force damage. And, oh, it's dead. Alright, okay. so a big cleave goes through and looks like, while they might be big, they're also quite squishy, uh, brittle bones. They're vultures, so they occupy a lot of space, but um, not really made for, you know, um, fighting off uh, uh, aggressive. I'm going to move. When I move, I'm going to move beside threads and ready an action. It's. A vulture gets near me. Hit it with my hammer. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, one does swoop down um, to attack threats, and that will trigger your reaction. You'll get one attack with your hammer. Twenty-three. Twenty-three is a hit. 
And I'm gonna do a first level divine smite. So that's uh, 24. 24, one shots it with a hammer. Boom! You crack it right on the head. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, good one. Okay, and this other one um, it has its turn, and it's also swooping, and it suddenly spreads its wings and pulls on the brakes and um, uh, flies 10. 20, 30, 40, 60, and it's more, probably about 150 feet away at the end of the round. Flying off into the twilight. Threads, do you want to do anything? 150, you say? Yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, well then, I uh, take aim. Would that be just a straight roll? Uh, unless you're at long range. Um, it's like from 150 is no, my that, long range, that, I think? That's fine then, yeah, it's short range. They're just within that. Does a 20 hit? 20 hits, easily. How much damage? 10 damage on the first one. Okay. Oh, yeah. Second and I take one more hit, one more shot. Okay. Another twenty. Whoa. Okay, you drop it. Kill it with two two arrows. Nice. <laughs> All right. So three giant vultures are seen off. Uh, th thanks, threads, for showing me how it's done. Yeah. <laughs> I bow. I bow at you like yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Remove out of out of combat. Uh, I'll stick to my axes, thanks. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you fire them out of your longbow. <laughs> yeah. um, ten, <laughs> ten minutes pass. Nothing else arrives. Cletus is going to ring the bell again. Okay. Just brace yourself. You're like standing there with the doorknob at someone's front yard, just going ding, 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 ding. Surely someone's going to come. <laughs> Surely. Yeah. Um. Okay, um, another 10 minutes passed. Nothing. Still hanging around? I'm just giving up for the to be here. <laughs> okay, well, 20, minutes, 20 minutes have passed by. I think maybe we should just wait. I'm sure. Maybe we're on land. I don't, I don't feel like I want to annoy him too much, but I'm mm. sure, I'm sure he's heard the sound. Okay. Do you guys want to go back to the igloo just to wait out? Is he normally so late? I don't know. It's the first time I'm calling for him. Usually Ogway's here. Did he turn up pretty quick when he was here? Last time I saw him, he was stuck here. And I've never seen him since. Oh, that doesn't sound promising. I, I would like to just have a 
like gaze into the water if I can from from this island. <laughs> okay. Um, can you do a perception roll for me, please? Yeah, it just looks like water. Everyone. If, if everyone's waiting. You think you can see some movement, Maltel? And eventually you see this long spear coming towards you from the depths. Eventually you see a few, a few more right immediately beside it, behind it. It's as if there's this phalanx spearing up from directly below towards you. But behind each of these spears, there's a creature attached to the spear. The spear seems to be coming straight out of the middle of, their, of the creature's, the sea creature's heads. And suddenly they break the surface and you see gusts of wet, moist air out of the tops of their heads. If you have a look at the chat, you can see what you're seeing. You can see the. You're seeing. <laughs> it's a narwhal. Narwhals! <laughs> and this pod of narwhals breaks the surface, and there's probably 20 of them. Just all. Just, it almost looks like there's these black stones, but they're actually just like vertical. Uh, and looking at you, and you hear them sort of dolphin like squeak at you in their sort of dolphin, dolphin voices. Could Cletus like just throw some fishing tackle uh, bait that he has, and he wants to start casting comprehend languages for ten minutes while everybody okay. does? Yeah. Sharpie will try and psychically talk. Well, spend one of his psychic points to okay. set up communication with whatever narwhal appears closest. I can just cast speak with animals. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, do that too. So I've got to say, Cletus, your sea monster is just a bunch of narwhals nailed together. <laughs> Um, uh, Cletus, this is not your friend that you knew. This is something, some other much smaller creatures. But um, they come up and they look at you and they seem to be looking around. Um, you cast comprehend languages, but um, you don't establish contact with these creatures. It's as if they are not. Uh, I think comprehend languages, you can't talk with animals. You would need to speak with animals for that. I cast speak with animals. Okay, that's true. <laughs> that's my thing. I'm good with that. That is your thing. Okay, <laughs> Do your thing. They chitter at you in their dolphin language, um, saying, "Is it safe? Is the Angachuk is coming? We are the heralds of Angachuk." Oh, you guys are so cute. <laughs> um. We're looking for Ungertuk. Have you seen him? And, the, and uh, one of them, they sort of give the the other one a bit of side eye, and then they sort of the, they sort of look down, <laughs> and you see some large dark shape beneath them, and they start to move off to one side, and as this shape uh, starts to take form, what you a really strange thing that you can see, it looks like a small skiff 
like a ship, like a ship, and it's underwater, um, and um, uh, in some sort of shimmering bubble. And uh, eventually, a broken mast breaks the surface, and then a uh, what do you call it? A figurehead, the um, the prow of the ship breaks the surface, and beneath that, there's this huge grey creature. Um, and it breaks the surface as well and rolls on its side and um, its side, there might be 15 feet across of just uh, mottled dark grey and white skin and finally this eye opens and looks at you. <clears throat> the eye might be a foot across. Uh, I'll say to Cletus, uh, I think this is your friend. Uncle Chuck. I need I need your aid. Do you remember who I am? It starts. It, it um, opens its its mouth and um, speaks in Dory. Oh. I remember. <laughs> 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 do I do I understand it? Dory, as in. Yes, Nemo Dory. Do I understand it with my speak with animals? Um, you can speak to the narwhals. They speak, you know, um, animal language. But this creature is speaking common and you can all hear it. Oh. <laughs> Just like really slowly. <laughs> but really slowly. <laughs> <laughs> I need to call in a favor. I'm in desperate need of your help. Okay. He says, You want aid from. There's a bit of a pause. Angachuk. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, please. <laughs> okay. We'll be here all night. But I've just posted a, um, the artwork for Angachuk. And you can see that there's a skiff strapped to Angachuk's, like with a, some sort of harness, onto the back of Angachuk um, with a, a bubble around it, some sort of magical bubble. I don't know if you can see you look better th you look better than last time I saw you and uh, very what, handsome whale what you're see what you're seeing is an enormous uh, sperm whale um, accompanied by a pot of narwhals and um, now it's 951 I'll let's take a, f a five minute coffee break while you all consider what you're gonna do with Anga Chuk and his bubble and um, I'll, I'll grab a coffee and pause it. Uh, yes. To find the tome, to find this, the sacred relic tome. Uh, yeah. And it's so, it's not underwater. It's an island. Yeah, it's it's uh, Orwell's island. Ah. Uh. I feel like we were heading there at the beginning of our Luskin trip, and we had to turn around. 
yes, we were heading to Oral's Island, um, but got Is Oral's Island the same as Oralsburg? Yeah. I think that's what it was, Oralsburg. Um, yeah, re remember the, the massive uh, chunks of ice that just blocked our way? Oh, that's we right. And we actually had to turn around because of the, the massive um, storm up there. Mm. Which the storm saucer was too low a level to control. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so just to, but would he... to bring you up to speed on, on I think I sort of paraphrased um, yeah. or gave you sort of the crash course. Um, but uh, after studying these books and adding to what she'd already discovered in her research in the north, um, she says she needs your help to find an ancient city buried under the ice, the city of Yathreen, um, a lost fragment of the Empire of Netheril, whose wizards created many of the magic items scattered across the world today, holds magic beyond their wildest dreams, hence the proliferation of arcane brotherhood wizards that are now questing north to try and find it. Um, ah. And she's expecting that they might even find something there to end the hateful winter. Um, now, the, what she needs, though, uh, using divination, using divination magic, the Brotherhood already knew that the city was buried deep beneath the glacier, um, and she's triangulated where she think it would have crashed. Um, the problem is, uh, and they've already found and know that the, uh, the problem now is she needs a way to break open the glacier. And um, her previous research um, and studies um, have shown that, that breaking ice is more Aurel's type of thing. And um, there's a, an item that presumably can do it, like a blessing of Aurel. Um, available on Orlsburg. Is that Orlsburg? No. Or is Orlsburg, that totally different? Orlsburg is an island with a uh, more like like Iceland now. Oh no, more more like Greenland, where there's only a very small sediments on the very edge of the island. Um, uh, but it's named after or Orlsburg. Is Berg is named after Orl just because it's so damn cold. Orl's oh, okay. Island um, solstice. Is more like a a um, holy a holy uh, holy um, place of oral. Okay. So then she um, says that um, the codicil, which is um, is uh, written and guarded by her followers, the codicil of white. It's rumored to contain a spell or perhaps a ritual. It can carve a passage through a glacier. So, get the book, and maybe they can open the door to Yuthreen, the city. Her followers live on that island, you say? Yeah, her followers guard the guard the um, her sanctum. Um, it used to oh be a frost giant fortress before Orwell took it over. Is this going to be a reunion with El Eros? <laughs> Is he going to be? He might be on the island. She also says um, one thing in their fa in, in our favour. 
um, she's talking in the in the we um, with her and your group as one is uh, you found um, some like a, a step of a recipe if you recall last week I forget exactly what the instruction was uh, step seven yes step I this yeah. remembers very well and she said if if the other steps are on the other towers um, within the city then even if someone were to gain entrance to the city and find all the other steps they wouldn't have this one that you found because it snapped off and fell into the ice Mm. And did Cleela share that information about Step 7 with her, so she um, knows what Step 7 yeah, is? Yeah, so she's, okay. um, she's spent uh, a day studying the writings on uh, the books and writings on, in the books. Yep. She also says that Naz Lantamia stole a couple of items, and one of them is, is, well, one of them is powerful, the other one is sort of necessary. It's a sentient orb. Um, and it can speak and translate Loros, which is the language of the Netherese. Um, so is would be key and extremely useful, if not possibly essential, um, to be able to survive and investigate the city of Yathreen if, if and when you find it. So she's hoping to find this orb as well, like, and, and get it back off this um, evil wizard. So, what are you going to do? What's the what's the go? Angachuk is willing. Um, Angachuk seems a bit apprehensive, even one a mightiest creature as, as Angachuk. Um, there are many long scars on Angachuk's back, from the the skiff is to the front of of Angachuk's um, dorsal fin, but to the rear, from there back to the tail, there are long gashes. And Angachuk says, um, Auril has a mighty um, follower in a giant white um, eagle. And um, whales, of course, have to come, we have to come to the surface to breathe. And if I ever get spotted, um, the um, rock, the evil creature, the evil e eagle, um, dives down and rends Angachuk's. Um, tail whenever it gets a chance and it's happened a few times Cleus wants to ask Angachuk where's your where is it where is it your friend your companion Okwe Okwe have you seen her Okwe died some time ago unfortunately and is a great oh. loss oh, I'm so sorry But we will keep you company if you help if you help us. Yes, I, I don't joke. relish I don't relish um, approaching the island of Solstice, especially with that damned rock about. But um, I will take you there and can wait up to twenty four hours. We could all. Uh, Cletus is just talking to the group now. We can try and actually kill that eagle if the eagle is like a solitary creature and then Uncle Chuck can take us closer. 
Uncle Chuck, are you scared of the eagle? Is that why you can't go closer? If we get rid of the eagle, will you get us closer? Oh, I can take you to the island, no problem. Uh, I just can't oh. linger. I have to keep on the move because it, uh, it, it's, it's ready and there for me when I, when I come up for air. Imagine if every time you came up for air, someone stabbed you. It'd, I can hold my breath for about an hour. What kind of spellmate are you? Jeez. Okay. <laughs> okay then. That sounds good. When... Well, when are we ready to go? When are you ready to take us? Uh, he says we can go now. Are we ready to go now? Yeah. Can we have a short rest on the way there? How long's the journey going to take, Uncle Chuck? Uh, many days. We need food. We need food. No, <laughs> we. Is there a way to like fish underwater or fish or fishing? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, you could try to fish. Ash can generate food if we're just sitting there. Oh, there up. you go. Yeah, if, if Ash is just burning a third level spell slot a day, you can, you'll, yeah. it's not great, but it's... I can punch a food. Yeah, yeah, yeah I that works. So, do you want to do that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I will, I will prepare my conjure food spell just in case it can't, can't get enough through fishing. Okay. With the Pearl of Power, it's no problem. I can back three anyway. Yeah. Alright, so you gingerly climb aboard um, this skiff and um, as Ungut, uh, once everyone's on, um, Velen gets on as well. Uh, she instructs her kobolds to take all of the dogs um, back to um, shelter. So probably the closest shelter is going to be the Spire of Netheril. She's got three full sleds herself and you guys have got four between you. But there's now no one to look after them apart from the kobolds. I'll make sure they've got food for the dogs. Yeah, okay. Alright. Um, Is there space on the ship for the owl and Oliver? Um, no, the owl and Oliver, so up to eight medium sized creatures can fit. If you're going to head back further south, um, the owl could meet up with you in Lonely Wood, where it can hunt. Yeah, if it doesn't, if it, White Rose is okay with that, I'll ask if it if it'll meet us back there. Yeah, he's. Okay you may not like this trip anyway. He's okay with that. I will just then summon ice. Yeah. And then just summon him again when we reach the island. So you unsummon, ice is transported back to the celestial realm where it came from, and uh, <clears throat> you can always 
cast the spell when you get a chance. Right. Um, so you get on, and um, Ungachuk starts to descend, and um, it's a bit unsettling as you see the ocean, obviously below, you know, absolutely freezing water, um, rising up around the sides of the whale towards the ship. But just as it gets, as it laps against the side of the ship, you can see it's sort of magically pushed away. Um, and as you go deeper and deeper in. Um, you find yourselves in what feels like a pit and then finally inside a bubble as Angachuk um, dives down and skims beneath the frozen ice. So it's, a, it's an incredible landscape, like upside down mountains that glow from beneath, but, up, but when you look up, um, there's not many, not, lot, not many signs of life, but you do see some fish and some um, plants as well. <clears throat> and along the journey there, can Cletus take some? Can Cletus take some time along along the few days that he's on board to try and fish through Ungachuk's back? Yeah, so with um, javelins is probably the easiest to make some sort of spear, a gidgy that you can just throw at fish. Um, he has, has he? Yep. If they come within range. Um, yep. Then he's he's he'll try to do that. And because Angachuk's the one that's doing the travelling and you're just basically on the back of the ship, you can look to try and fish as you go along. Great. Um, the first day uh, is spent in relatively shallow water. Um, you find that it's very cold. Um, you've got your warm weather gear and the, ship, the surface of the ship is dry. So... There is, <coughs> there is that. Um, you're not subjected to the normal, you know, minus 40, minus 70 that you get when you're exposed to the weather out, out, outside. So it's, it's actually come probably more comfortable in some ways, uh, unless you get wet. You know, you can get splashed and so on when you go pulling a fish out that you've speared. And um, yeah, so who's going to be doing the fishing? Is there anyone who's particularly skilled in this, or are you just going to see how you go? Cletus is! I'll use my javelins and style rope on them. Okay, so let's have, let's have uh, Cletus and Jakus do a um, survival check. You can have proficiency if you've um, an advantage because Jakus is helping you. <laughs> it's out of practice. Cletus is out of practice. Oh, I can't see it. What am I missing? It's a yeah, natural one. <laughs> oh, okay. So Jakus rolled one and you rolled one. Okay, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. we both right. rolled one. So Jakus, you get enough uh, fish um, to feed three people. So okay. Ash, I presume you're going to cast uh, um, your Create Porridge. Yep. And um, so there's enough food and water yep. for everyone, and you supplement it with fish. You're having fish porridge, which is far better than uh. porridge. Um, like okay. plain water and plain condiments, but hey. Yeah. Cleaners will put some flavor in it by casting presentation, and he'll put some umami in it. Yeah, nice. Oh, you do that for me too. <laughs> Ooh, it's an extra umami. <laughs> uh, 
I, I I just get salt and pepper from my mess kit in in there and just, just give it a little bit of extra flavour. <laughs> Everyone does what they can to make do with the with your gruel. Um, day two, <clears throat> so you manage to fall asleep, have a, a decent rest, and you can actually take long rests um, in this skiff. Um, <clears throat> It seems as if Angachuk's um, searching for the island. It's it, and and definitely going leisurely, but the way that the whale swims, it's, it doesn't sort of stop. So it's um, a non-stop travel. So you, you're you're making you're travelling a long way, uh, far further than you would on the surface, as you guys have been, you know, with your dog sleds. Um, but you go through spectacular underwater. Um, sites and see large shipwrecks. You go at one point on day two. Um, you go past the ruins of some castle of, of a giant castle. Um, and Angachuk says, um, in bygone days, the giants of Astoria um, dwelled in these in this castle. Uh, having. Um having known giant and learned giant runes, would I know what those giants were? Yeah, Ostur so to the Netherese, Astoria was their ancient empire. So, um, which it predates Netheril. And from your books that you learned from the Spire, um, the reason that some of the Netherese wizards came to this far to the north is because they were looking to unearth art Astorian artifacts. Almost uh, uh, similar to how the Arcane Brotherhood are doing the same, looking for Netherese artifacts now. <clears throat> Um, but eventually, after circling the, the castle a couple of times, Angachuk takes off and carries on again. You go p past um, uh, an area where enormous long kelp must come from hundreds of feet below the surface, but it reaches all the way to just a few feet below the, the water level. And so you're going through like a forest um, for a day. And at the end of the third day, um, Angachuk, it starts to get shallower and shallower, and you find yourself um, between two spires of, of rock. And um, Angachuk says, uh, This is, we are here um, at the shores of Solstice. Thank you, Uncle Chuck. Hopefully we'll see you back in 24 hours. Thanks, Uncle Chuck. Uncle Chuck. <laughs> okay. Um, um, what's sending work with Uncle Chuck? Sending? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, 
I'd have to look at sending. What does it? What does it send to? A creature? Yeah, we sent it to um the threads Oliver before. Oh yeah. Yep. So it'll work for Angrichuk as well. Oh yes. Yeah. It it, uh, it works for a creature, but as long as it has intelligence of at least one. So Which yeah. Angrichuk definitely has. Um, as you as yeah, um, as tries to get into the shallower areas, it, it seems as if this. <clears throat> the terrain beneath the water before you get to this, the, the land um, is in these large shelves. So there's like a shelf 50, 50 feet below the surface and another one 20 feet, you know, about 50 feet away. And so there's these terraces. And as you approach, um, you see a shipwreck beneath the water. I'll shift you to one so you, uh, you can see. Does the shipwreck look recent or is it um, ancient? No, it looks old. Can you see that okay? That is an awesome map. <laughs> so, um, I'm clumping you all together, assuming that you're on Angachuk's back. And if I and if Ungachuk sort of um, do you want Ungachuk to surface or stay underwater? Oh, really? Can surface briefly so we can get off and then dive again. That'd be excellent. Yep. Okay. Getting wet here seems like a bad plan. Yeah. So Ungachuk surfaces and and um, it's uh, light, um, but towards the end of the day. Um, and Angachuk sort of rolls a little bit to the side and looks and says, Oh, it's still light. Um, uh, Orwell may be here. Where does Aura go when the light goes? Well, when she takes to the skies on her eagle, um, she would leave her island. So what, what, what time of the day does a eagle usually attack you? During the day? Uh, oh. During the day. Okay. So Angachuk could let you off now. Um, and, and says probably in about four hours time he thinks the eagle will take to the skies. Try and ambush the, the eagle. Well, if it surfaces and if Uncle Chook surfaces now and the rock attacks, we'll certainly take it on. Other than that, just surface and we'll get off and he can go away. Uh, do you mean that we just, you want to fight the eagle or you want to fight Orville? 
Yeah, let's pass on fighting gods today. Yeah. <laughs> Just the ego should be. Probably. So, what's the instruction? You, um, Angachuk has already risen. Uh, is there somewhere where we can get off easily? Um, um, so we can. Angachuk doesn't know this island very well, so um, could do a lap, I suppose. But we'll check out the shipwreck. Yeah, so Angachuk can go down to the shipwreck and, and, and do a drive-by. <clears throat> <laughs> Is there a big squid here? Yeah. Oil and squid. <laughs> um, yeah, so you see, it looks like this uh, ship has run afoul of weather, most likely, or possibly just run aground on rocks at some point, or icebergs. There's a big gape in the side of it, big jagged hole in the side of it. Um, Valen Harpel offers that if you wish to investigate the ship, she could cast water breathing on you. Look, Aura's still here for another four hours. Why don't we just go exploring? Why to kill some time? Yeah. I'm gonna check out the ship. What was that, Jeffers? I want to check out the ship. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll check out the ship too. Let's go. Let's go. Alright. So, Velen says, just stand together for a moment. She gets out a short piece of straw and um, a wand and uh, gestures at you all and um, says, right, so from here on, for the next 24 hours, you'll all be able to breathe underwater. Velen, are you coming with us? Uh, yes, she'll come with you, although um, there's an issue with getting wet. As soon as if we get, if we get completely wet now, um, we, we then go to the surface and freeze. So we would need to have some way to dry all of our gear off. Do you have regurgitation? Um, yeah. I'm not sure myself. I'll have to check. Uh, I'll, I'll be fine. So I'll be jumping over, jumping over and going through to the ship. Uh, Cletus, Cletus must have presentation. Yeah, Cletus. Yeah, Cletus has it. Oh, yeah, Cletus has it. So if you've got, if Cletus, if you've got a way to dry out gear, then she'll go with you. <clears throat> if presentation works that way, then yeah. He'll let her know that. Prestigitation can dry out things, so... Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> so she casts, um, um, under, uh, breathe, water breathing on you all. And, uh, you... Do you have anything in your hands? Because you're going to need free hands to be able to swim. 
I'm assuming you just stow your stuff, whatever it is that you would normally carry around, and uh, dive in. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, when you did come up, the, there's a f the, it's foggy and um, you see 50 foot high cliffs of ice ahead. Jutting out of the water off the coast, there's bare, weather-beaten masts of sunken ships. So there's multiple shipwrecks. How many um, shipwrecks seen? Oh, 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 oh. Very glad we didn't take a ship yet. Um, Jakus, you have dived in first. Can you roll a D8 for me? D8? Um. Okay, so you swim down to the um, to the ship. Um, there's enough light to see; it's dimly lit. Um, how are you approaching? Uh, from the, I guess we're sitting down, right? Sorry. Are we swimming like yeah, down? Yeah, swimming, swimming down. Yeah. Yeah. So from the top, trying to get into the uh, the is it the what's it called the the top part of the ship? Yep. Okay. So you go to the deck, and um, yeah, the can, deck. Yeah, you find that um, you're very, very uh, admirable mariner, knowledgeable in these terms. The top part of the ship. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> the um, but yes, you find the deck, and um, well, the deck's pretty solid. There's um, square holes in it that you could fit through. Yeah, I'll be following uh, Jackus, okay. uh, like almost, almost like behind him. Yeah, I presume you're probably tagging along, but Maltel, you're right behind, right behind him. Uh, and if I see Jakus enter, um, I'm going to enter after him and cast light on uh, one of my gauntlets. Because um, okay. water breathing and I can do it. Yep. Okay. Um, Let's have a look. I'm just going to move you to a map here. Cletus is going to take his Jif globe out and cast light too. Okay. Um, can you see on the map that we're seeing here? Yeah, you're pointing the black to me. Yeah. It's been a while since we've been on this map. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, Jakus, I'm just going to move you because you go through this hole on the deck here and end up below in this in this lower deck. Mm -hmm. um, it looks like there's a huge hole beneath and, and covering some of this. 
and some of the, and there's a there's a piece of the wall of one side here that's also um, exposed to the ocean. But um, within there's these uh, large oysters. Mm, Looks like an oyster colony. There's lots of there's hundreds of smaller ones, maybe even thousands. But um, uh, up the big ones. There's three specific, particularly large ones. Yeah, I'll try to open up the large ones and look for pearls. Okay. Can you roll a d10, please? Okay, you open it up, and um, there's it's full of giant oyster meat. So you can... Um, it's actually f decent food. Oh, okay. Like, how much... Is that like considered a ration? Yeah. Okay. Um, just one. How many, How much ration is it equal to? Um, probably two days worth. Two days of okay. oyster. So that's for the that's for the three oysters. That's just one. Do you want to do you want to open the other two? Yeah. Better all other D ten. Yes. Six. Okay, get that one open too, and do the third one, D10. Okay, so you've now got uh, six days worth of food. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But you don't find anything uh, else, anything else, like with the rest of you searching the ship? over probably 10 minutes, you know, decent search, but without going through it with a fine tooth comb, um, you don't find anything else of interest or value. <coughs> it's quite badly rotted. I'll swim back to the party. Just found some rations. Uh, DM, is there a nameplate on the back of the, uh, on the back of this ship? No, it's quite badly damaged and, um, even most of the wood just crumbles at your touch. Well, be swimming, uh, be swimming back up, um, and it's like, yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> okay. No, nothing worth of interest. <laughs> well, I mean, we're going to be here for a couple more hours anyway, right? Yeah. Are there ships around? Or just this one? Uh, there are more ships. If you wanted to move off away, you could. You can probably, from the surface, you can see a mast sticking out. Um, <clears throat> you know, a thousand feet away. You guys want to go check that one out as well? Yeah. If you wanted to jump back onto Ungachuk's back, he'll take you to the next one. Let's go. Yep.
Okay, now can people not see here? I just wanted to make sure whether you actually can see. Uh, all I can see is a little tiny um, aura around uh, myself, uh, and it's a uh, black screen, basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sharp, you can't see it there. Alright, um, what I'll do... Cleus can see just the, just around him, small radius. Yeah, okay. What I'm going to do is, um... Oh, Whoops. each foot's 200 feet. It's crazy. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, so you're on a map that's, you know, like the Icewind Dale map, different sort of... Oh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Are you seeing anything now? Oh. Nope. Still, still black. Does everybody want Cletus to use the Drift Globe and cast Daylight underwater? Or is that going to pull too much attention to us? I think that might pull a little bit too much attention to us. Yeah. It's a good idea. What about now? What about now? We can see the exploration areas that our party member has explored. Yeah, okay. Already. Yeah. We can see all the explored Do areas. I vision from my dark vision. Um, 300 foot? That, that's the, the, some of you have still got yeah. 300 foot vision. Um, but Ash is probably the one that should have it in any case. I can give it up. I can give it to, I think, three or four people. Yeah. So you've actually still got it, which is why you're seeing such a long way. Because uh, one of those squares is 200 uh, feet. So you I just see. investigated this ship here and found the um, the giant clams. So if everyone sort of sticks... How uh, can you ping this? I can't see where you're pointing. Oh, you're not on the map. Got it, thanks. Are you not on the map? I might have to grab your character again. Just bear with me for a sec. Uh, Rick. Uh, is my dark vision actually working, or is it just playing tricks with no, me it's again? it's very small, because 60 foot dark vision on a map where one square is 200 foot is only just going to give you like a little sliver. Yeah, I've got 120 foot, so yeah, okay. So what, what I can see see now is what, what I can actually see yeah, half a square. with dark vision. Yeah. Oh. Thank you, Ash. For giving Cletus vision. <laughs> I'm just going to grab a Sharpie. I'm missing a Sharpie token though, so I'll just grab you a Sharpie. Okay. Um, are you going to make your way to that other ship that you saw when you poked your heads back up above water? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was the plan. 
sharp here. You good now? Uh, yes, I can see. Okay. So I'm going to move everyone as a little pack here. Oh, Sharpie has his own little light radiance. Nice. Okay. I shouldn't do, but sure. You finally find yourselves at two wrecks, which, uh, who wants to investigate? I'll, Sharpie will go I'll, in. I'll go in after Sharpie to provide light. Okay, so Sharpie and Moltel this time. Sharpie, could you Sharpie roll doesn't in? need it. In fact, if you can... Stay back a bit, that'd be excellent. And if there's something dangerous in there, you'd you'd want a, a big big hitter, wouldn't you? By back a bit, I mean like about 40 feet, because your light will actually interfere with my vision. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to just be hanging around the edge. Okay, so you're just around the corner so that your light doesn't shine on, Sharpie. Um, he sees better in complete darkness. Um, Sharpie, can you roll your D8? Or have you done it already? No. <clears throat> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, four. Okay. Um, you swim in and uh, looking around, you see the hold is um, has these large like narwhal-shaped sized creatures, but they've got arms, and they uh, turn to look at you as you come through the hold, and then pick up um, spears and start to swim towards you. All right, cycle contact, Moltel. We have hostiles. Okay. So there's no surprise. Aren't you glad I'm here? Friend. <laughs> you're able to contact Aren't you glad? I'm very glad you're back that far, yes. So you're able to contact everyone and uh, let them know and warn them, and um, so there's no surprise. We'll do this on the other map where the shipwreck was, because that's sort of to scale. Oh, Where massive. So big. <laughs> Hang on, I've pasted too many of you. There we go, it's just Sharpie that was missing from that map, that was why. So you mustn't have been seeing this map here, Sharpie. Okay, so initiative. Can Correct, everyone, I wasn't. Can everyone put their... Um, Just quickly, uh, DM, um, what's your rules on fighting underwater um, with um, weapons not proficient with fighting underwater? You can't do it with slashing weapons, slashing and bludgeoning weapons, piercing weapons you can. So Tarzan style, dagger, 
javelin, which is basically throwing a um, throwing a gigi. Well, uh, Moltel is out of this fight then. <laughs> well, can't you just swing it at, at a disadvantage? Swing, use just a normal weapon with it's a disadvantage just, in the swing? It's just, in, it's just ineffective. You sort of, to slash at something, um, it just doesn't, doesn't, like it might cut them, but it's not going to do material damage. Oh, just use your fist. Oh, I'll throw one javelin into... Okay, this is crazy. Yep. Let's go initiative, because um, you, you might need to hand something off to him. I assume you don't have things in your hands right now. Um, so you, you can arm yourselves with whatever. Cletus. Are we that Are we that close to the monsters? No, what I'll do is I'll draw, I'll freehand in a ship for you. <laughs> Look at that, that is art, mate. Very good. And there's a hole there. And then I'm just going to go back to... And is our movement speed halved for being under water? Uh, yes, apart from threads, if I recall rightly. And Cletus. Yep. And Cletus. Okay. Moltel, where are you? There you are. So you're off to one side. Okay, so... Um, you know that there's large creatures coming, Cletus. What do you want to do? Um, he's going to just swing back his 40 feet. And he's going to hold his Eldritch Blast. If he sees the hostiles come out yep. and he gets a good aim, he's going to blast off. Target something and cast Eldritch Blast. Okay. Yes. Threads. Can I see any of them from where I am? Yes, you can. You can see one past Sharpie with dark vision. Okay. I uh, take aim and fire. Okay. I would do bonus mark, hunt, uh, bonus mark, <laughs> bonus action, hunter's mark it. <clears throat> okay, so you hunter's mark one. Yep, and I fire. Roll a hit. <clears throat> Ooh, 13. 13 is a hit. They do have natural scaly skin, but not, not armor-like. 17 damage plus smart, which is, wow, okay. Um, 23 in total. Okay, significant damage to this creature. I don't know if you, can you see the health bars? Nope. Okay. Oh. All right. Um, second arrow. Twenty-four to hit. That hits as well. Or ten total damage. Okay, it's still alive at the end of that, um, but badly injured. <clears throat> Um, Sharpie. Move back out the door. These, uh, these are five foot hexes, sorry, yeah. five foot squares. Or... Yeah. Uh, Moves back out to there. And one more. 
and readies an action to throw a blade as soon as something gets in contact with Mortel. Okay. Mortel. Uh, I'm basically going to stay where I am, but I'm going to use my giant's might to grow large. Um, and, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's basically it. I'm going to hold, hold an attack action. Um, <clears throat> oh, hang on. No. I'm going to use my action to, uh, cast, uh, Bane on, the on three of these uh, creatures that I can see. Yes. They have to do a saving throw. Charisma 17, please. Look at DC's really high. Yeah. Okay, one of them passes and two of them have failed. I'm going to put red dots on the baned ones. It's minus D4 to hit, I believe. I have displayed it in the chat. Yep. Okay. Um, one of them comes swimming past, pokes his head out, um, threads. If you want to loose an arrow, you can. Uh, I didn't hold that. Cletus? Cletus? Yeah, Cletus, do your object's blast. Oh, hold on. Sorry, let me just hit first. A tw he has two beams, so he hit with a 26. Yep. And then a 12 with his second. Okay. Does the 12 hit two? The 12 misses. Ah, okay. So the first beam will hit for eight to force damage. Okay. Right, so that's your. If it's still alive, sharp your throw as well. Yep. Uh, let's see, we're going in order of everyone. So Cletus, then Threads, then Sharpie. So Threads. Uh, she already attacked. Oh, yeah, so, th so Sharpie, you're up next. You want to loose that dagger? He's adjacent yep, psychic to Psychic Blade. Yeah, Psychic Blade, great. Uh, sneak attack works because he's next to Moltel. Yep, 23 to hit. 23 hits. <clears throat> 20 damage. 20 damage, alright. He goes floppy in the water and is dead. Um, another one comes racing out, which triggers... That was Sharpie's held action. Moltel, you had a held attack, I believe. Uh, no, no. Uh, I used my action to cast Bane. Yeah, okay. Alright. So, yeah, I can't do anything else with a action. Just see how fast these things... Oh, they go quick underwater. They're not swimming through your square, Moltel, they're just, um... They're swimming around me, I, I know. It, it, it's all good. There's, like, heaps of room above me, so... <laughs> okay. Right, so... <clears throat> they have two attacks. First one on you, Moltel. Hitting armor class 21. Just hits me! Yes. That's a bite. 
doing 10 damage. It also stabs you, missing up from the sounds of things. 19. Uh, a 19 was that? Yeah. Yeah, no, that misses. Okay. <clears throat> Another one goes on you, Ash. Very quiet there. 12, missing. And then a harpoon. Lovely. I'm class 19. That sounds like it's going to hit. I... Excuse me, DM. Yeah. I would like to use my reaction on that roll to make that attack uh, re-roll a d20, please. And the, the attacker must use the new roll. Okay, all right. So uh, sort of like disadvantage. Okay, so it misses. Um, there's one threads underneath you. I'm class 16. To hit threads? Yeah. Yes. Does seven damage biting you? It then hits you with its harpoon, piercing you, and then goes to pull you in um, down. It's, it's beneath oh, you. Great. Um, can you roll a strength check, please? Oh no. It gets 21. It's, yeah, well, it's okay, you in I like get a 30. Okay, Threads, you get pulled 10 feet down, and also <clears throat> the harpoon itself does 13 damage. Oh, good. Okay, um, who's that in the middle there? Oh, Jakus. Okay, Jakus, one goes for you. <clears throat> Hitting up past 20. Does it have Bane? Is it, did it, is it, well, is it the uh, one with the Bane? Yeah, yeah, it's a Baned one. Minus D4. So roll, yeah. roll a D4. I'm going 17, is that a miss? Yep, oh, yep. my AC is 20. Okay, alright, so then it tries the Harpoon. Also missing. And then Moltel, there's one right next to you, he's also Baned. Um, attacks with a bite. I'm class 21, but he's Baned. So he misses. Oh, so he misses. Bane's doing the trick. Stabs you with a harpoon. Oh, I'm class 24. Roll a d4. Hitting up. Oh, oh, he misses. Oh, champion. Champion. Bane. <laughs> okay, that's them all done. Jakus, what do you want to do? I'm going to hit this, the one, this one with my uh, javelin. Okay. Uh, wait, bonus action, I'm going to cast Divine Favor on myself. Okay. Okay, try it. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, Get it. And, uh, I'm going to add the Smite. Why not? Level 1. That's 42. 42 damage is not enough what? to kill. Yeah. <laughs> not enough. Not enough. Uh, I'll I'll hit again. It's been a record though. Uh, 22. 22 hit. hits. Oh, that's. Uh, disregard the uh, smite. I, I forgot to turn it off. That's okay. You've, uh, you've killed it with the second attack. 
yep. And yep, that's my turn. Cletus, your turn. Uh, Cletus. He sees a chance and he's just hoping Motel and Jacquis is going to survive. He's going to cast Hypnotic Pattern okay. on a 30 foot cube within, centered around. I'll just draw it in. Okay. Uh, 1, 10, 20, 30, 10, 20, 30. This cube. And he's going to. It's a. It is a. Um, wisdom saving throw of spell saves. DC 15. Oh, uh, what, what was that? Wisdom? Wisdom. Okay, so one of them passes. Gotta be just this guy here. I'm gonna give him a green light so oh. he's going. The other three you guys? stand there just staring at this glowing rune that appears in the middle of that square. He's, and Cletus, gonna, he's gonna come close. He's gonna yell to everyone. Shake them out of it. Shake them, don't touch them unless you're ready to kill them. But shake Jakus and Motel out of it. Okay. So, sorry, which ones were hypnotic patterned? The one with the green light is the only one that's active. The other three are all just staring into the middle right, of the square. Right. And so is Motel. the green lights are not. <laughs> and Jakus. So it's the one that's like holding on to me. Does it let go? It's incapaci incapacitated. Yeah, so it doesn't have actions. It hasn't let go, but it um, looks like it's not putting up a fight. Okay, I attempt to break free. Yeah, it's, you can break three, no problem. Just disengage. Does that count as my action? Yeah. Okay, and I move away. Gotta shake Jacquees and Motel. <laughs> I call out to Cletus. Shake how? What do you Just mean? Just go up to them and shake them out. Wake them up. And I go up to Jacquees, and as revenge for something that happened a long time ago, I slap him across the face. Albert. Well, there in some revenge. <laughs> All right, Jacquees. Uh, you take one point of damage, and. Um, you are snapped out of your stupor. Oh, uh, we must be dealing with summer threats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess so we're even now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No harm, no foul. Bonus action threat, you've still got a bonus action up your sleeve. Um. I want this action get Dawn to peck at Motel to wake him up. I presume Dawn doesn't have a swimming speed. I'm, I she's, assume she's on the skiff somewhere. Oh, yeah, she doesn't, she can't swim. Never mind. That would have been great, but never mind. <laughs> um, bonus action. I'll just move my... Um, Hunter's mark Hunter's onto mark. this guy here. Alright, I'll just uh, mark him up then. Great. Okay, Sharpie. <clears throat> Alright, Sharpie's just going to swim up a bit so we can see the one that's still active. And he will throw a blade at it. Okay, that's this guy over here, the one that's Hunter's marked. Yep. Go for it. Psychic blade. 21. 
22 damage, and with my offhand, I'll throw one at Mortel. Uh, do I get advantage since he's not dodging? <laughs> um, yeah, he's incapacitated, so yes. I think I still miss. 18? Yeah. 18. Tink. Mortel. <laughs> I can't do anything, so next person, please. <laughs> Sorry, Motel, I tried. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's all good, Sharpie. <laughs> Ash Louise. Uh, do I? I can move and then, as an action, uh, wake up Motel. Just shake him. Yeah, as an action, Sl you can. Yep. Slap him! Slap him! <laughs> <laughs> Backhand him. <laughs> oh, oh I, I might just be like, this is when you're dead. Backhand him. <laughs> All right, Maltel, you, you take one point of damage. Oh no! <laughs> and come around. And as a bonus action, I'll spiritual weapon the uh, enemy in front of me. Okay, spiritual weapon. Roll to hit. <clears throat> oh. Miss? What did you roll? Can't see it. Eleven to hit. <laughs> oh, Eleven. No, they're tougher than that. Um, Jakus. Okay, I'm gonna swim. 10 feet here and attack this one with my javelin. Okay. You're going to be moving out of range for free strikes, potentially. Oh no, they're all staring at the thing. Yeah, they're the they're thing. incapacitated, right? Yep, yep. Okay, what are you? And the 14. Both of them hit. Stand 22. Oof. 22 in total. Clean it, but not dead. Um, yeah, that's my thing. Okay, Cletus. Cletus is gonna swim here and he'll cast two Eldritch Blasts and try and finish off the one that's okay. still do, still standing. Do you want to fire? Seventeen. Do you want to fire both of them at one creature, or do you want to split them? You need to decide before. No, no, no. He's gonna he's gonna fire them both at the one creature. Okay. Both of them hit. The 28? You kill it. What do you guys want to do? Do you just want to swim off? Kill him. Yeah. One by one. Oh, you want to keep going? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's clear this is done. <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, Threads. Swear Threads wants to swim to a safe distance away around here um, and bonus action move my hunter's mark to this guy and shoot him twice which one this one down here down yeah, here okay. now it's not an yep. advantage um, incapacitated just means you can't take actions or reactions so they're not restrained is the one that's going to give you advantage to hit them um, <clears throat> yep. but um, yeah, so just roll a straight roll to hit, counting your hunter's mark. 22. 22 hits. 
12 plus 17. 17 damage? Yes, in total. Um, okay, so he's badly damaged from that. Is that one arrow? Yep, and one more coming oh. up. Oh, okay, miss 12. 12 is a miss. Yep, yeah, that's my turn. Okay. And is he Hunter's marked, or did you... Yeah, he did. I bonus actioned it at the beginning of my yeah, turn. Okay. I'll just mark him myself. Don't forget. Sharpie. Uh, we're all just piling on the one, so the one that's now Hunter's marked on Wake is going to get hit by a couple of blades. Uh, okay, go for uh, it. Actually, no, I'm going to aim and, aim and throw one blade. Okay. 17 okay, hits. Hit. Sneak attack. 23 damage. Ooh, 23 doesn't quite kill him. Um, and he's no longer incapacitated. Turn. Okay. Um, but uh, last legs is very badly injured. I'm going to move up towards him because these these two are still under hypnotic pattern, aren't they? They are. The, uh, yeah. yeah. So I'll just move up to uh, there okay. and hit him with the um, javelin. The javelin that Jack has gratefully uh, tossed to me. Okay. Twenty-five to hit. Damage. Thirteen. Uh, thirteen on that one. Thirteen's enough to kill. And and then uh, second attack on the one directly behind me. So this one here. Yeah. Okay. At the door to the ship. Or the hole. Yep. Yeah. No, that doesn't hit. Oh, so I'm a class seven. Uh, yeah, natural one. Yeah, Ash Louise. Um, let's see. Sacred Flame on the... Which one is... Isn't either of them injured, or...? No, they're both at full. Yeah, okay. Uh, Sacred Flame on the one nearer to me, then. He has okay. disadvantage. his DC. Not 13, I guess. He takes the damage. Go for it. Uh, let's see. Ooh, 10. I think 10 radiant damage. Okay, takes the full amount and is shaken out of his stupor. And then as a bonus action, I'll bring the weapon over if I can. Yeah, roll a hit with your bonus action. Ooh, I think yep. How much damage? Uh, one sec. Uh, oh yes, that does hit. Let me just check if. Uh, here we go. Seven force damage. Okay. 
Right, um, Sharpie, the one near you um, swims away down, or actually probably up over the top of the ship, giving you a free strike if you've still got a reaction if you want it. I do, and I'll take it. I'm a class 11 and a miss. I think 11 and a miss, yep. Yeah. And it swims off into the gloom and carries on. It's out of sight by the end of that round. This other one that's injured also does, this, does the same thing. Uh, Moltel, you're going to get a free strike, and so are you, Ash, with your... Um, with your floating blade. Oh, I'm um, class nine's a miss with Moltel's javelin. What about the spiritual weapon? Let's see. Oh boy, a 12. <laughs> okay, so two of them swim off into the gloom, leaving you with this wrecked ship. Cletus is feeling really, really guilty. We just invaded their home, wrecked their home, killed two of the kids, and now they've they've had to run away. We should maybe talk about this before you start killing me, all these things. Well, they attack us first. That we invaded their house. Did we know it's their house? Nope. <laughs> they attacked us. That's on. <laughs> Shabby, I don't know if that, if that logic works with me. <laughs> Not my problem. I just hope they don't call their relatives to come back to attack us. Okay, what are you going to do from here? Well, I would like to... At surface, so I can actually swing a swing an axe properly. <laughs> Look, why don't we just like the ship? Do we not investigate the ship now that we're here? Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna swim inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sharpie's plan to go inside and have a look around. After everyone has decided to uh, thing, I will stay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jacka, should go inside. And I'm small as well, too, DM. Yeah, right. Oh, right. Going back down. Yeah. Yeah, back to normal size. Yep. Sharpie's in there. Threads is at the entrance. Um, Jakus, you find a rotting chest at the bottom. And I see a healing kit on mm. Threads. Yeah, open it. You open it and find loose coins and uh, um, untarnished gold jewelry. Hmm. All right. Awesome. Let's put it up. Scoop stuff up and put it in a sack of some sort. There's um, 400 gold, eight, 800 silver, and four pieces of jewelry. Nice. Pasted it into the chat so you can see, but there you go.
there's another ship not too far away. Only about 50 foot away. There's also further... Would almost distance. certainly have more of these things, Further in the distance, there's also what looks like some sort of wooden structure leading up onto the island. You can see the, the pillars at the limit of your vision. What do you want to do? Are we waiting for Oral to leave on the Eagle to explore the island? Is that the plan? Yeah. But yeah. if we... Oh, yeah. If we want to surface, we can. Threads would like to talk to Ash for just a second, ask her a question. Um, so, Ash, my wonderful friend, I um, actually haven't talked to you about this, but I had a vision. And I know you like visions. Ooh. It yes. was actually a long time ago now, and I wasn't sure it meant anything at all. But um, I had a dream. In the dream, there was There was a wonderful white rabbit, and it had a horn like a unicorn, um, which I thought was just fantastic. Um, and I followed it through a snowy landscape and into a cave with an icy pool. And it turned to me and it spoke to me. And it told me the lands to the north are dying and that I should like, not allow the queen of air and darkness to crush the life from the lands. And I was wondering if you had any idea what that meant. No? Uh, no? That sounds like the queen of the queen of air and darkness. Can I make a history or religion or a religion? religion? A religion? Okay. Yeah. I'll guidance myself. How'd you go? Ooh. Okay. Uh, 18 altogether. So the the creature sounds like a fae, an El Mirage, which is a... Um, it takes the form of a rabbit with a unicorn's horn. And they are intelligent um, and generally non-aggressive. Um, the Queen of Air and Darkness is like an anti-Titania, so a uh, mythical or um, religious, if you're a fae, um, the queen of the underworld or netherworld, but um, often gets confused with other gods and goddesses, and sometimes, or some people might think that the same god can reveal themselves differently or manifest differently to different races. So the Queen of Air and Darkness to the Fae might be some other god to humans or some other god to orcs, but they have a similar um, domain.
I will share that with threads and I go, I think who I, I do think someone or something may have sent you that dream. This is your purpose here to save the North with us. But do you have any idea who could, that could be? Well, since the North has been cast into darkness and cold, wintry evilness, I thought maybe it would be Oral and we should really be up there fighting her or something instead of hiding down here in some water. I mean, I, I, I get the sentiment, but I'm not sh I can't even fathom how we would fight a god at the moment. I mean, we couldn't handle a dragon. So I don't. I have no idea how we would begin to fight a god. I guess you know more about gods than I do. <laughs> but I thank you for sharing that dream with me. I will pray to Salune, and maybe we will get more dreams. Who knows? Perhaps. I mean, I do worship the goddess of um, the dawn, the fae goddess uh, Ostara. So perhaps it was her. That is very possible. Well, thank you, Ash. You're always so enlightening. <laughs> I just blush. I try. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. I just wanted to ask about that. Okay. So, where to from here? Frosty Few? Motel would like. Uh, Motel would like to breathe real air at the moment. <laughs> okay. So you swim up. Please, this is done. Yeah. Um. Find your way over to the. Yes, yeah, so swim over to the surface, and um, you know, find your way over to a a rock or. Um, pillar of ice breaking out so something to actually hang on to breathing air it all works fine so your regular mode of respiration also works even when you're under the um under a water breathing spell and you can actually see like while there are cliffs 50 foot high all around you um let's see i'll just check a distance 700 feet away, there's a jetty. Do you want me to go up and have a look? That might be the best option. Because if we get out and we have to fight, we're going to freeze to death. But if there's no one there, we can just get out and let... Uh, let good old uncle be on his way. Hey, you guys will freeze to death. Yes, yes, that's that's exactly what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm quite keen on pointing out that I'm not keen on freezing to death. It's definitely not a fun experience. There's yeah. a problem for Sharpie you now. Will start yeah, okay, so Sharpie, are you heading yeah. over to the jetty? Yeah, I'll state your piece about the problem first, though. Um, the the cold of the water is um, starting to tell on people and there's a chance that they start to get um, affected by the temperature being under being in frozen water for so long without 
any protection from from cold because uh, cold weather gear is not going to save you from it. Um, we'll need so to... basically, if we get out now and will we have time to dry clothes before we start suffering problems? Oh, you're gonna you're gonna well, as soon as you get out. So you get out and you can sort of feel the cold straight away, and you realise. And it's at that point that you need to just make a roll. So there's a chance that um, people may already succumb. Uh, since I've got the immunity to cold, do I don't have to make that roll? No, when Sharpie says, hey, is everyone else being cold? You're like, what? What? what what's cold? <laughs> it's a little bit cold. Um, so apart from Maltel, can everyone, and, and Dawn, can everyone do a constitution saving throw? Cletus is resistant to cold. How does he, how does he work? Um, you can have advantage. Okay. Everyone gets plus three if they're standing beside me. Yeah, I presume you're, you're spending enough time close to Jacka so that you can get your plus three. Um, okay. So threads, you've only rolled a six, but you get two rolls. Oh, no, it's an advantage because it's only for the people who... Oh, okay, so let's have a look. Sharpie, you've got a... 20. 20, so, so no problem. Threads, you're affected. Jakus is okay with a 22. Cletus is okay with a natural 20. Um, Ash... <laughs> What is that? Natural 20. Natural 20. Oh, my God. Nice. Okay, so threads. You'll find you, you found you've got one level of exhaustion. Oh, no. Oh, God. Okay. Right. Time, definitely time to get out of here. Sharpie is going to swim up and stealthily just scout out what's on the jetty. Okay. Um, there's nothing on the jetty that you can see, and it looks abandoned. It looks intact, though, uh, and maintained. Um, there's a cleft in the cliff that comes down to the jetty's level with stairs in the ice carved. All right. Uh, I've still got psychically set up with Motel. Bring everyone up. We've got space to get up and there's no hostiles. Okay. And, and I do so, basically. I'll, I'll let everyone know and I'll, I'll give Threads a... Uh, help along. Okay. Um, what? Angachuk says uh, farewell in his slow, languishing voice, and says, "If you do, if you have means to contact him, he will come back for you. But it may take some time. He will be driven far from here by the rock." Stay safe. <laughs> and then as everyone's coming out of the water, Cletus will try and drive him off with this magic. Yeah, with uh, prestigitation, which takes, yeah. takes a few minutes to dry out someone's clothes, but um, works, and eventually everyone is dry. Um, for all of you, you'll realise you, you've spent time in minus 70 degrees. You know, you've spent time in snowstorms out on the tundra. Um, 
and you know you've had to sort of try to um, using you know with, with your the powers of your constitution sort of fight off infection colds coughs the frostbite that comes with it on this island um, all of those uh, checks to try and subvert the effects of the cold are a lot harder. So normally you're rolling a 10 to, for exhaustion against cold. Um, here it's, it's um, a lot harder, difficulty 15. Well, it's Aura's domain, makes yeah. sense. Right, well, let's go find this book of whatever and get the hell out of here. We don't even have great investigation spells, I don't think. Okay. Let's have a look. Where are you? Oh, yeah, you're on the jetty. Okay, so everyone finds yep. themselves on the jetty. Could we uh, leave it there uh, uh, where we're on the jetty? Because yep. uh, it's getting close to eleven thirty now, yep. so perfect. Um, uh, you've dried yourself off, um, gathered your things, armed yourselves, and stood up. Started to make your way. Said, "Right, let's go." Uh, starting to head up the stairs, and this little little imp type creature made of ice uh, comes forward and says, "Welcome, welcome, welcome to the island of Solstice." And he sort of gestures up the stairs. And we'll leave it there for this week. Yeah, it's weird why. It's weird that Oros Island has a jetty. Yes. Oh, it's for her followers, that's right. Well used. All right, closing music for now, and we'll pick up next week. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Please don't make me go to sleep. The Twingers will be watching. They will jump inside and sit. Tickle my toes and tie my hair in knots and bows. Oh. Okay. That's new. Yes. Oh, you wouldn't have been here for the Twingers. <laughs> we'll, we'll, no. We'll bring you up to speed. <laughs> <laughs>